0: On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories the podcast, sign, we chat with a trio of young ball players who have put pen to paper on letters of intent stateside. Welcome to episode 89 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Despite the wait we've all endured to get back onto the field, there has been some wonderful news in the baseball world in Alberta over the last few weeks. Several young ball players have signed letters of intent to head south of the border to continue playing the game they love at the college level. If you head to Dugoutstories.com, we posted a Q&A we had on Instagram with Vauxhall Academy product Levi Abbott, who signed with Canisius College in Buffalo. On this week's episode of the podcast, we'll continue those discussions with three other players, Tyree. Johnson, Maddox Matejchuk, and Tyler Jans. We'll start with Johnson. The Calgary native has been a part of some star-studded Dogs Academy teams over the last few years and has proven why he was a part of them. The 6'1", 185-pound Speedster also turned some heads at last fall's T-12 in Toronto and was rewarded for his efforts by getting an offer to South Suburban Community College near Chicago. It's a change of scenery that he's looking forward to. Tyrese, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks for having me congratulations first and foremost on signing your letter of intent with South Suburban College. Walk us through actually getting to put your pen to paper on that deal.
1: Um. Well, it all started with my coach who's been my coach at the Dogs for four years now, Lou Pote. Uh, he had a contact because he was born in Chicago. He's a Chicago native. So he had a contact down there and he said it'd be a great fit and he contacted them and they ended up contacting me.
0: What was your first impression when you actually got to uh, see what they had to offer?
1: Um, I was thrilled because you know it's a great program and a great fit for me—a place where I can play next year, hopefully. I mean, and you know, really develop as a player.
0: What kinds of things are you hoping to develop into?
1: Um, hopefully, a Division One athlete. You know, coming from a JUCO, my goal is to, of course, move on to uh, a four-year school after that and get my degree and play the highest level of baseball I can.
0: What was the recruitment process like from your perspective? It seems as though a lot of players deal with different ebbs and flows, different amounts of schools that are interested. What was uh, what went into the process from your standpoint?
1: Um yeah, I I've, I've been contacted by a couple of schools and I went on a visit last year down into Louisiana, but that didn't work out. And so yeah, it's been a long process, but I'm just happy and glad and thankful where I'm at right now.
0: Was there anything in particular that really stuck out to you from South Suburban standpoint?
1: Um, their coach. Uh, he's definitely a very passionate individual, and I've looked up his history and all. He's a very respected coach within the JUCO, like uh, junior colleges, and he just loves what he does. And so that really stuck to me
0: was it difficult from your perspective to go to a school that isn't necessarily known as a place that attracts a lot of Alberta talent? I know it seems as though a lot of kids want to go down to Montana or Idaho or, you know, they want to stay relatively close. And yet here you are heading over to Chicago.
1: Um, I have really no fear of leaving home. Um, like I said, I was planning on going to Louisiana, so I just wanted a place to play down in the States where I'd be facing the top competition and give myself the best chance at becoming a next level athlete. Let's
0: talk a little bit about your baseball uh life thus far. What got you into the game in the first place?
1: Um, honestly I have no clue. My um my dad ran track, played football, played basketball, and never once touched a baseball field. But um ever since I was probably five. It's just the game's just drawn me in and I've loved it ever since.
0: Were you always just a baseball guy? Did you play other sports growing up?
1: Uh, growing up, I played uh, baseball, ran track, played basketball, did all sorts of things.
0: Was it different from your perspective watching as other kids are playing? You know, usually it's hockey or football or that kind of thing, and you seem to have taken a bit of a different track.
1: Um, Yeah, I did try hockey, but it just wasn't for me. And I felt I was lucky and fortunate enough to find the game that I love and have such a passion for at such a young age.
0: Who do you like to model yourself after?
1: Um, Derek Jeter, I'd say for sure. The way he plays the game, the way he treats the game. Yeah, He plays the game with respect, plays it hard. And uh, his approach to hitting and his mindset towards the game, I really like to take into mind as well.
0: And obviously, you went up through the dog system, been there for quite a while. What's that program meant to you?
1: Um, it's honestly my whole life. Um, I never really imagined having the friendships and opportunities that the dogs have provided me with. Uh, it's really, really been life changing.
0: Talk a little bit about those teammates, because I know that's a pretty tight knit group that you have that have, have come together all together.
1: Yeah, for sure. I probably have four out of my five best friends within the academy. You know, I transferred, uh, from my school in North Calgary just to go to school down there with them. Just because they mean so much to me, and we're such a close group.
0: Not to name names or try to pick favorites here, but at the same time, if you want to give them a little bit of a shout-out, now might be a pretty good time to do that.
1: Um, I'd probably say my best bud, Caden Zeroni, um, outfielder, uh, played with me since grade 10. Um, another one of my best friends, Derek Palmier, who I've played with since grade 9, Alejandro Cazorla, uh, who have also played with since grade 10, and Nash Corwell probably as well.
0: Talk a little bit about some of the experiences that you have all had together. I mean, there's been some pretty special moments that the Dogs Academy program have had while you were there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, probably one of my favorite ones was Bannum Provincial Finals, so grade 9, where I let off the game with a home run first pitch. And, you yeah, know, I was doing it right next to all my best friends and teammates. So it was a real special moment.
0: And you also got to play in a little tournament out in Toronto as well. What was it like uh, suiting up at uh, Rogers Centre?
1: It's just a completely different ball game. It really puts into perspective how big this game is and how lucky those who get to play in such large stadiums and against such great compo- opponents, how special it is.
0: Talk about that experience as a whole from T12. What did you take away from it yourself?
1: It really just put in perspective... Uh, where I'm at within my competition and with regards to the rest of Canada. um, Really gave me a chance to reflect on myself as a ball player and where I need to be and where I need to develop.
0: What kinds of things are you doing while you're in uh, self-isolation and trying to deal with the current world of COVID-19?
1: Well, I have a little net down in my basement and in my garage that I can hit into, and I have a bucket of balls that I throw with as well. And I also have a couple weights, so, you know, I'm trying my best to stay active and work out, maintain my strength as much as I can.
0: From a young player's perspective, how difficult is it? You know, this is we don't get much of a summer here in Alberta to begin with. And here we are having to twiddle our thumbs a little bit, waiting for a green light to be given. Is it is it tough from an athlete's perspective to try to stay with it?
1: Yeah, for sure. There's days where you just don't want to do anything, but you got to got to remember what motivates you and what motivates myself to keep going forward.
0: How much have you leaned on your dog's coaches over the last little while to make sure that they've got the right uh, training regimens and, and that kind of thing in place for you?
1: Oh, a whole bunch. We uh we actually do live video streams pretty much every single day uh where we go over either hitting drills or some strength stuff we can do at home. You know, they've been on top of it. But they've been doing a great job with it.
0: What would you say is your main goal in the game of baseball?
1: Probably to play as high as I can and for as long as I can.
0: Final question for you here, Tyrese. What does the game of baseball mean to you?
1: Really, it's just my whole life. You know, I love this game more than I've loved anything else in the world. And I put my heart, sweat, blood and tears into this game. So I'm really just hoping to get out of it when I can.
0: We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us, Tyrese. Congratulations again on signing with South Suburban College. And all the best.
1: Thank you for
0: having me. Next up is Maddox Matejchuk. He's a Manitoba product who found his way to Alberta for Vauxhall Academy. The 6'3", 215-pound hurler recently signed on the dotted line with Mineral Area College in Missouri. The Cardinals are getting a right-hander who also took part in the T12 and had been named to the Baseball Canada Junior National Team before their travels were cut short by the COVID-19 pandemic. Maddox, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Hey, let's talk a little bit about, first and foremost, the news of late. It's only been over the last few weeks here. You signed your letter of intent with Mineral Area College and the Cardinals baseball program. Congratulations on that. What led up to that decision?
2: Yeah, thank you. And uh, it was a long process going through it. Just overall, they were ones who were there the whole time. Missouri is obviously a nice place and definitely excited to get started there.
0: What stood out for you there?
2: Oh well, one of my good friends, Dayton Peters, is going there, and he had nothing but good things to say. Uh, good pitching coach, and yeah, just overall sounded like a great place, and so excited to get started.
0: What kinds of things are you looking forward to the most once you get down there?
2: Uh they have a lot of good technology, using the Rapsodo often, and Missouri's obviously a nice place. Hopefully, go few St. Louis games and stuff. Right beside St. Louis. So,
0: how excited were you to actually put your pen to paper on that deal?
2: Uh it was very it was a very exciting time. It was a long process and it was a lot of decisions to make throughout and then once it was done it was I think I made the right decision I'm excited. Do
0: you have other schools that were knocking on the door for you?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I had a lot of offers going around at the time and then before. and kind of just eventually just broke it down and they thought I thought they were the best place at the end of the day.
0: I am curious about that side of it. And and a lot of kids might be going, what's this whole process like? Do you get scouted? Do you have to think long and hard about the decision-making process? I mean, walk us through sort of front to back how that all played out from your perspective.
2: Oh, yeah. I just like I'd say if you're making your decision, don't rush into it. Make sure it's the exact place. I waited a long time. A lot of guys were committing and I didn't get worried about it. I kind of just stood my ground and waited until I, felt right and then once it comes along it feels right and then you're good to sign and yeah it's an exciting
0: time. Let's uh, go way back now and what got you into baseball in the first place?
2: Uh, my dad just went to college for baseball and he always said how much he loved it and then I think just playing catch at a young age and never really got sick of it it was always just my happy place I guess you could say.
0: Was it always baseball? Did you have other sports that you were always playing
2: too? Uh, I played. hockey. Up until grade 11 when I left to go to Vauxhall. So, yeah, hockey was a big part of my life, too.
0: What made you decide baseball over hockey?
2: Oh uh, Well, my dad always said that he thought I had more potential in baseball than hockey. So, and then I guess I decided through that if I went to Vauxhall, see so, how yeah, it went. And then the you know, improvement came along, and that was when baseball, I knew baseball was the right decision.
0: Talk a little bit about that decision-making process and going to Vauxhall. I mean, it's something that's, you know, it's not in your home province. It's not something that's near. You get to uh, do a little bit of traveling. What went into that decision?
2: Uh, yeah, there was a lot of different things. Like, the main decision was actually stopping to play hockey because I was doing really well my last year of grade 10 when I played. And then I had the decision to either keep playing hockey or make the commitment to Vauxhall. Talked to Coach McTavish. The head coach there, and he just overall made it sound like a great place and a place where development was the main thing. And my whole family agreed that it was sounded like a great spot, so then we made that decision and definitely don't regret it. I
0: was going to ask about it. What's that experience been like for you?
2: Oh, it's been unreal. Uh, going to Vegas, winning that tournament down there, and just uh, how, how much the coaches care about you and how much they want you to succeed. It's crazy. And, yeah, it's just an overall unreal place to be
0: you've had the good fortune of being able to play with some pretty good teammates as well with that program anybody in particular stand out for you
2: uh, i gotta go with adam macko his work ethic was insane and yeah just how he came how he came to work every day was really fun to watch
0: it's one of those things when we've chatted with adam in the past the first thing i said what do you hope to do with your career and he didn't say i want to make pros or anything he said I want to be in the Hall of Fame. That seems like a pretty different answer coming from a young kid like that.
2: Yeah, the difference in his mindset to most people is crazy. He wants to be the best all the time. He'll outwork anyone who challenges him.
0: What did you take away from that bond and that uh, being on the same staff as a guy like that?
2: I got lots out of it. I was kind of, I'd say, one of the weaker pitchers there. and He was always right by my side, helping me along. So I think him helping me made me want to be as good as him. And then also have the same goals and just keep working to lead us. And that's gotten me to a good spot.
0: What did the experience at Vauxhall teach you in general?
2: Uh, Definitely to be a better person. Make sure it's not just baseball. It's also what people think of you, how you treat other people. Our model there is better person, better player. I think that's a big one.
0: Talk a little bit about the last couple of months here from a, a young player's perspective. and. You know, you sit there, you look forward to the spring every year, and yet here you are kind of twiddling your thumbs, wondering about the future. What's it been like from your perspective?
2: Oh, yeah, it's been crazy. We were just getting into our season in the and then all of a sudden we get sent home. And, yeah, it's definitely affected a lot of different things. The gyms are closing, so you can't get in the weight room as often, or you can still, I guess, find ways to make it work, but it's just not the same. And baseball-wise, you're not facing live players. Yeah, it's a lot different. Development-wise, you can still make it happen. It's just a lot harder to do.
0: What are you doing to make sure you're still in tip-top shape?
2: Oh, I got a little mini gym in my in my house and try and make it work, get as much work in as I can possible. And, yeah, I think I'm going at a good rate right now, but it's definitely harder.
0: How excited are you for that day when uh, all the health authorities, et cetera, say, here's your green light, you guys get to go back and play on the field again?
2: Oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be an exciting time to finally face some live hitter live hitters, see all my teammates again and yeah, just get back on the field mainly.
0: Final question for you. I ask this of everyone. What does the game of baseball mean to you?
2: Uh, it means everything to me. I don't know what kind of person I would be without it. It's yeah, it's probably the biggest part of my life right now. Just keeps my mindset right. It makes me want to work hard and do great
0: things. Maddox, appreciate your time. Again, congratulations on signing your letter of intent with Mineral Area College, and all the best going forward. Yeah, thank you. And finally, Tyler Jans is moving on to another school. The Edmonton product had spent the last couple of seasons with Cloud County and was off to a great start this season, going three and one in four starts before the pandemic also ended his season. In mid-April, he posted a picture on social media of him saying, officially signed with the University of Louisiana at Monroe, the current home of Dogs Academy grad Ryan Humeniak." We talked about the transition to a four-year school and more with Jans. Tyler, welcome to the podcast.
3: All right, thank you very much.
0: First off, congratulations on signing that letter of intent with ULM. Walk us through the decision to go there.
3: Uh, it, was, it was a hard decision. I had a few Division One offers. Uh, kind of just came down to making whatever the right fit was for me. And I was looking, hopefully, to improve my pitching a little bit and then maybe get, get myself drafted here in the next couple of years, if, if that's possible, or just to play professional baseball. Later on in the future,
0: what was it about ULM that stuck out for you?
3: Uh the coaches—they—they seem to interact with me really well. They—they stayed in touch with me the most. They're always wondering how I'm doing and wanting to just move forward, jump to the next step on uh, making a commitment for myself, which I really liked about that. And uh, they're also a really good start in their baseball this year. They—they uh, they play in a really good conference as well.
0: Talk about the recruitment process because not everybody knows exactly how that all plays out. Like, When did you start getting the, the sense that you were going to be a, a bit of an attraction for some bigger schools? Uh,
3: throughout last summer, I had a, a couple of phone calls and a couple of schools looking at me. And then we had the, the sophomore showcase that I got. I was able to throw in. And I, I threw pretty well there. And then I had a good pretty good start to my season this year and then a lot more teams were interested I kept getting more calls and more calls each and every day and then just was kind of sitting on offers and went for offers to fully come through and wait for that phone call
0: you spent the last couple of years with cloud what was that like
3: oh it was it was amazing uh the coaches out with cloud eric gilland and cody at tj they were really good uh all the guys there really did it was a kind of cool experience to get away from home and go see how baseball is in the Jayhawk West, which was really cool.
0: and Kind of different, too, is that Cloud always seems to bring up a bunch of Edmonton kids as well, and the last couple of years, no exception either.
3: Yeah, a lot, we had a, a good connection with uh, the Prospects Academy, and a lot of guys have gone to Cloud through there, and uh, everyone seems, when they go down there, it seems seem to show pretty well, so I think the coaches like that and just keep wanting around the Edmonton kids if they're going to keep doing well.
0: Speaking of Edmonton kids, you were telling me off air that uh, you've had a few conversations with Eric Sobrowski as well. How integral was he in some of your decision making processes?
3: Uh, I've known Eric for a long time. He's kind of been a role model to me. Uh, it's really cool to, that he just is able to reach out to me and just kind of let me know a little bit about the program. Like he let me know about Cloud a little bit as well. He let me know about ULM. I'm just, I'm just really thankful that I know him.
0: Obviously, nice little card to have in the back pocket for whenever you need a little bit of advice if you want to move forward.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's he's always willing to give his best word to me, and he's always been that type of guy, and I I'm really appreciative of him.
0: That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about your upbringing here and give uh, people a little bit of a, a know-how as to how Tyler Jans ended up in baseball in the first place.
3: Well, I, I started live. QE second year is when I first started and I I played AAA and then I just kind of, I played Bantam A both my years. I also was playing AAA hockey, so I was very busy. And then after my grade 10, grade 10 summer of playing A, my coach asked me to play for the prospects. So I had a big decision to either just play just only baseball or just baseball and hockey still. And I, I went with just baseball and it kind of, I feel like I went the right way with that with being, you know, going to NCAA Division I school for baseball.
0: Was that a difficult decision to make, given that especially here in Alberta but across Canada, the preferred choice seems to always be hockey?
3: Yeah, it was a very, very hard choice. I was I was playing AAA hockey, and I was getting look, I, at camps for Junior A and stuff at the time, and I made the choice to just go baseball, and I think it was the right choice.
0: Why make that choice? What was it about baseball that stood out for you?
3: The nice weather and, I don't know, I just kind of fell in love with the game each and every day more and more. Just baseball, more than hockey.
0: Were you always a pitcher?
3: Uh, no, I, I played third base in high school. And then in, at Cloud, I played first base as well in DH.
0: Who would you single out as maybe some of those people who've helped you along the way, those who've inspired you to be bigger and better in the game of baseball?
3: Definitely Taylor Burns. Uh I've been training with Taylor for quite some time, ever since I started Prospects, and he's got me from from 79 miles an hour to up to 93 miles an hour, which is incredible, and I thank him very much. Definitely Eric Sabrowski and all my coaches at Cloud. Uh, If I didn't have those guys at Cloud, I don't think I'd be the guy I am today or the baseball player I am
0: today. Speaking of cloud, your season, much like many others, came to an abrupt end. Walk us through uh, where you were when you started to hear rumblings that, hey, the season's going to be over, and, hey, you might be needing to head home soon.
3: Yeah, we were playing Butler Community College on a Thursday, and we had just finished up game one, and we were the very, uh, right after first pitch of game two, we found out uh, from a head guy for the Jayhawk West came over and said this is the last day of baseball and I was supposed to start the the Saturday game one game and I was told right to go right down to the bullpen start throwing and get hot for this game because it's the last game of the year.
0: Unreal what was it like knowing that you were pitching in the last game of the year even though it was you know you'd only found out just a little while before?
3: Uh, it's kind of a weird feeling because I was not ready for the year to be Done because we were on our second week of conference. Like we still had seven, eight more weeks to go. Like wasn't ready for baseball to be done yet.
0: So then you have to make that decision. Do you stick around, Cloud? Do you go back home? What did you decide? And sort of walk us through that process as you made your way back towards home turf.
3: Well, we we had a bunch of meetings the entire team with our coaches and just kind of. Uh, They kind of told us what they were thinking, and he said every day kind of went by, and it seemed like the virus was just getting worse and worse, so he kind of let it up to us if we want to go home or not, and he said people who have vehicles, which I did, said you guys are more than welcome to just go home, And, and my dad was more thinking I'd rather you come home while this is all going on, so I drove with one of my buddies from school who's from Edmonton, and we drove all the way home on the the 16th and a little bit of the 17th as well.
0: What was that drive like?
3: It was long. We did 20 hours the very first day, so we left cloud at about 5.30 in the morning and got to all the way to Lethbridge about 2, 2.30.
0: What was the conversation like?
3: Uh, it was quiet for most of it. Just We were still in shock that we were leaving so soon in March when we thought we were going to be leaving end of May, June, depending how like everything the season went, and everything
0: now you're back at home. You're trying to kind of get ready for whenever that green light is given Again, walk us through sort of the processes and things that you're trying to do to stay on top of your game
3: right now, I'm just training six days a week, so I'm working out, doing my my running and my stretching and keep my mobility and everything up. And I've also uh, I've been throwing each about three, four times a week. Just starting to, this week, starting to throw some flat grounds again. Probably won't be off a of mound for a little while or anything. And that's pretty much how my day goes, other than working on schoolwork for the next two weeks until our school is done.
0: How excited are you for the notion of, at some point down the line, maybe being able to play baseball again?
3: Oh, very excited. I can't wait for it to, to get going again. I, I hope this goes away, that we can get back out there Maybe even in the summer, just throw an inning or a couple innings here and there and just just get back baseball under my feet before I go down to school.
0: How excited are you as well for that opportunity to be able to continue that post-secondary career at ULM?
3: Oh, I'm very excited. Louisiana looks very nice, very nice place. and just excited to meet a couple of the guys down there. I know there's a couple of Canadians down there who have already reached out, kind of talked to and expect how everything goes down there. But I'm just really excited to get things going again.
0: What did it mean to you to actually put pen to paper and sign that letter of intent?
3: It was a great day. Uh, I'd been waiting for it for a long time. I've, I was hoping to sign soon, but, I mean, right offers just didn't come. and Louisiana came along, and I thought it was the best offer I was going to get. and I really liked that, that place, and it was just really great signing my name on that paper and knowing that I'm
0: officially going there. Final question for you. I ask this every interview from here on out, I think. What does the game of baseball mean to you?
3: It means everything. I mean, I I grew up more in the hockey family, and then Dad introduced baseball to me, and ever since that day, I can't thank him enough for doing that because I've changed my entire life now just for baseball, and I've become a better guy for from baseball and just everything. I love baseball. I can't wait to get going again.
0: Tyler, congratulations again on that letter of intent. Looking forward to what the future has in store for you. And thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast.
3: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Thanks to Tyrese Johnson, Maddox Matechuk, and Tyler Jans for joining us, and congratulations to all three again for signing their letters of intent. We'll catch up with a few more signees again before too long here on the podcast. We'd also like to thank all of you for downloading and listening. If you could do us a huge favor, leave us a rating and review wherever you get your favorite podcasts, as those kinds of things help spread the word. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.